0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Renew Talk. It's all about balance.
1: road for so long I think I've gone astray but Lord help me to find my way cause I don't know how to get in my lane I don't know where I'm supposed to be I just know how to drive on this road that I'm on I just don't know where I'm going Can somebody lead the way Can somebody take the will And help me stay in my place Cause this ain't me right I don't know where I am, and I can't even read the signs, cause it's in another language, and I don't know how to speak it, I just wanna find the quickest exit, before I find myself having a fit, like a baby, 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 Take this no more, I want to jump out the door But I don't even know where I would walk to Can somebody come through? Can somebody lead the way? And lead the way Can somebody take the will and help me stay in my land? Help me stay in my land This ain't me right here I'm so sorry for doing it my way And traveling on my own highway I want to go back to where I once was uh, Cause I don't like where I am Can somebody help me get yeah. out I said, God is
0: the only X, 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 X. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Renew Talk. That was just Cam Fletch featuring Markel with Lead the Way. I'm glad that you're able to check us out today. Um, As you all know, it's 2018, and this is our first episode of Renew Talking this year. Tonight and today, we're talking about balance, being uptight and loose. Our theme scripture comes from Proverbs 20 and 23. The Lord detests double standards. He is not pleased by dishonest scales. The concept of this conversation is talk about are we balanced? Do we need to be balanced? Is it a necessity? What is being balanced? Merriam-Webster dictionary explains it as balance is stability produced by even distribution of weight on each side of the vertical axis. So do you evenly distribute the weight that is handed to you or given to you in life? So, we're going to discuss all kinds of things today. We're going to talk about God, of course, the Bible, of course, but in our everyday lives, how do we manage? How do we be real with who we are? And do we enjoy living day to day? And do we enjoy living the lives that are given to us? And is there a necessity for balance or is there not? All of those things you'll find out today with my great guests, Mr. Milton Cox, Mr. James, Judah Rogers, and Mr. Virgil, Walter Virgil Jr., that is. All right, check us out here. We're going to be listening to Marquise Hicks and the M.O. Band, and we'll be right back with my guests here at Renew Talk. It's Elaine Janelle on the mic. Stay with us.
2: I was homeless, and I had no place to go. I just started walking down the street, and the spirit dropped this song hey. in my head.
1: I might be really going through this time, but I'm going to make it I might be really going through this time, but I'm gonna make it. I might be really going through this time, but I'm gonna make it. I might be really going through this time, but I'm gonna make it. Everybody say I might be it. Really going through this time, but I'm gonna make it. I might, I be, really really I might be really going through this time. But no doubt in my mind, I'm, I'm gonna make it. Yeah, I might be really going through this time I, I might be really going through this time I might be really going through this God. time I'm I'm
2: Milton Cox. I, I live in Baltimore, you know. Um, I've studied psychology for like the past eight years. Um, I work as a human service administrator here in Baltimore City. Um, and I'm also, I guess, a local preacher, I guess.
0: Come on, guess. All right, local preacher, psychology. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers, you can um, introduce yourself, tell where you're from, et cetera.
3: All right. Good evening. My name is James, uh, known as Judah Rogers, here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, Also at the School for Human Services, Uh, but uh, I am more so known uh, as a musician and uh, known for my praise, I couldn't say, I guess, and uh, a little unknown preacher here in Philadelphia.
0: I know, I know, know. know. Mr. Walter. (laughs) If you don't mind introducing yourself, even though we can't see you, we definitely can hear you tonight.
4: Now, I love Minister uh, 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 Rogers' introduction. Listen, I'm known for my praise. (laughs) (laughs) I like that kind of carryin'. Listen, um, my name is Walter Virgil. Um, I'm a New Brunswick, New Jersey uh, native, um, transplanted here in Virginia. On a football scholarship, uh, I got saved under the leadership of Bishop S.Y. Younger of the Ramp Church International. Um, I'm I'm blessed. I serve here in the city of Lynchburg um, as Director of Progressive Release for Interfaith Outreach Association. It's a pre and pre and post program uh, for individuals that are incarcerated, and uh, and I serve my local assembly as a Bible teacher.
0: Sounds good to me, Bible teacher. So, for those who are just checking us out, our topic tonight is called Balance, uh, Uptight, and Loose. And I have three young men from three three different locations, all on the East Coast, to represent the fact that people who go to church could be uptight, (laughs) and we could be loose. And we could just simply be balanced. And we're going to discuss all areas tonight. Uh, First off, I want to ask you guys, and then, of course, I'll give the definition that you already have, and you can use it in your explanation, but the first question I want to ask is, what is balance to you all? When you think of the word balance, this in the simplicity of this, of this word, what does balance mean to you all um, before we get into the technology of it concerning our everyday lives?
3: Well, am I going first?
0: Continue on. Go ahead. <laughs> all
3: right. Uh, I would say when I think about violence, I think of the word holistic—spiritually, uh, emotionally, physically, uh, so forth and so on—and uh, there it is.
0: Holistic, spiritually, physically. Anybody else? Um, because
4: can, I, I can't, I can't see the guys, so I, I, I want to be, I want to be kind to everyone. I don't wanna... I don't want to be that dude. Can, can I say something
2: next Yeah. <laughs> yes,
0: I, you can say um,
4: something. I, I, I definitely agree. Was that, was that Minister Rogers that just...
0: Uh, that was Mr. Said, Rogers. Yes, it was Mr. Okay. Right. Rogers. Um, okay. Well, well
4: I, I think I think that's definitely important because he, he dealt with the person, um, you know, body, soul, spirit, we're trying as an as an existence. Um, but, but when I think about balance outside of that, because that's fundamental, I, I, I think about... Um, how how relevant we are um, within our church culture uh, but also within the marketplace. You know, um, I, I think as, as we begin to kind of get further into this dialogue um, we're, we're going to see that a lot of what we grab a hold to is really cultural and, and our cultural mm-hmm. interpretation of what we think we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think that a good balance uh, is, is an individual that is as relevant within the house of God as they are outside of the house of God.
0: Okay.
4: Right,
0: right. Sounding good? Yeah. Mr. Cox, would you like to share your thoughts on this part?
2: Um, yeah, definitely. Um, for me, I think that balance is how we handle every element of our lives. Mm. Um, basically, it is um, your heart, your mind, and how we are constantly being pulled in every single direction. You manage to remain calm, clear headed, grounded, and motivated to continue uh, um, within the culture in which we live, you know, and do it um, being fully integrated without um, losing or lacking anything. That's for balance for me.
0: Okay. Okay. I like all of your responses. And the reason um, that I actually chose this topic is because I think it has become a phenomenon in our world. That um many people are uh wanting to live a balanced life in church and outside of church, you'll hear people say they want to have a balanced life, so some people that's not in church might be more into like you know, I want to work, I want to get a good amount of sleep, I want to eat right, <laughs> I want to exercise, and they call that balance because they want all parts of themselves that um they may some people may be into spiritual living, some may not you know and you know, it becomes a idea that I think a lot of people t- attain to become involved in, but I wonder how effective it really is in who we are as people. Um, so, so forth. Okay, here I'm going to touch my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, with all that being said, uh, just to share some of your own personal perspectives before we dive in, um, Have you ever been called or have you ever felt like you were personally unbalanced? Now, before I say that, let me say this. Yeah, because I got a little bit of everything going on tonight. (laughs) Before before you answer that, that's what I want to say. Let me sit this part in right here. So, balance... In the Webster, Merriam-Webster dictionary, simply explains it as um, stability produced by even distribution of weight on each side of the vertical axis. Of course, that's more in a mathematical uh, idea. But my question is: Have you ever been in a place where you felt like you were unbalanced, or has everybody, anybody ever said, "Oh, you're unbalanced"? I can attest; I have been called unbalanced before. Go ahead, share.
3: Okay. <laughs> I'm always, I'm always uh, one who's considered to be balance because I'm so churchy. Most of my life is uh, based upon uh, being in church almost every day. Uh, even with me being a musician, a lot of times uh, if I'm not in church uh, during the day, I'm playing for a funeral or something like that, or you know. So uh, I rarely get to take vacation, so a lot of people have always said, well, you need to take a vacation. You never take a vacation, which is very very, well true. Uh, So I'm always one that's considered to be unbalanced, that doesn't have a balanced life.
0: Go ahead, I'm going to come back to that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think for me, I was probably unbalanced up until 2016. And so, um, I kind of regressed in my, um, I guess my church life where I was able to kind of really pursue academic um, like head on and well as like um, delve into my career just a little bit more. Think of that. Well, I still didn't take a vacation and I still kept God in the church and the thing with God at the, the forefront of what it was that I was doing. And I governed myself according to what I was taught, but, been called imbalanced because you know relational. I'm not relational in, in many instances, except it be with work or church.
0: Walter, you can go ahead. I'm tap on it. Um, my
4: my life, I've historically just been an extremist. Got it. Okay, so <laughs> I've I've historically been anti balance not by choice. I, I admire people that do it. Um, I got saved when I was 24. Um, so growing up, my people hustled. Um, uh, you know, we got high, we ran. Um, I, I got to college. I played as Omega Psi Phi fraternity incorporated. Um, I represented my fraternity um, at a local level and an international level as a representative. Um, so I traveled the country, shot out, going to hell. And, um, and, and so I was, I didn't realize, but I was a praiser even then, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I was just lifting up the wrong God. Got it. Um, but, but when I got saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, um, that, that extreme nature took a different course, and then I went far off in that end fully immersed in, uh, in the dynamics of, of, of sanctified living. And, and, and so, you know, cut off a lot, like really died to my old world, cut Mm -hmm. off a lot of friends, cut off a lot of relationships, really kind of pulled back from a lot of unsafe family in an attempt to really immerse myself, but in an attempt to immerse myself, to experience genuine transformation, I went on the opposite end, the polar opposite of what I was previously living out. And so it has, and that was about
2: almost
3: 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so, and so now by coming to a healthy median where I realized that I have to be
4: close enough to individuals that need to be impacted, you know, um, to be tangible enough to them, but far enough away to where I can lead them in a direction in which they need to go in. Mm-hmm. You
0: know
4: what I'm saying? And so, when I think about balance, that's what I think about. Being close enough to the ones that need to be touched mm-hmm. so that they can get attached, mm-hmm. but still close enough to what it is that God needs me to be, where he needs me to be, so that I can be able to lead them
0: to something better. So, I, yeah. That's a good idea of it. I think it's a good explanation of it. Um, the re- Okay, so I... Let me. I'm going to jump back and then jump back to what you said. I'm going to do a lot of jumping. James said something that was interesting. He said most of the time that he's considered imbalanced. And that's actually one of the reasons why he's one of the guests on the show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I like to pick because people, sometimes people always ask me, well, why are you choosing me for this episode? And there, there's actually multiple reasons why I chose the three of y'all. But one of the reasons why I know I like to pick with James is because a lot of people in Philadelphia like to say that he is imbalanced. So my question for James, and I'm gonna come back to you, Walter and Milton, is: Uh Do you feel like you're imbalanced when people say that to you? How do you personally feel when people say that you're imbalanced, or that you need to take a vacation? I I am very comfortable with my life. Uh, I believe
3: that when the time comes, I will take a vacation. But I love what I do. I love the gathering of the people love being around the people of God. And uh, I have no, I find no fault in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. this I am comfortable with my identity. This is who the Lord has made me. This is who I'm going to be. And uh, this is who I was born as. Um, I believe that everyone has their own life. And they have to live it accordingly. You know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't say that uh, someone has to go to church as much as I do. you know, you know, to say that, you know, you're not living a good life. You know, I, you know, as I said, I love the people of God. I love going to church. I love serving God. And, uh, hey, that's just about it. I, 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 I I am, uh, I'm trying to do this vacation thing. I think I am. I think I'm going to try it. uh, Come on,
0: I'm going
3: to, I'm going to try it sooner. Now, how soon? I don't know. It might be Later. More so later than soon, but I am going to try it. But I, I'm comfortable. I love prayer. I love the Word of God. I I, I am praised. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so uh, this 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 is this is this is just this is this is just my life. I love I love more so being around you know, and no disrespect to the millennials, but I love so being more so being around the elderly. You know, Elaine. You know that I love being around the elderly. And uh, I—that's who I was raised around. I was raised around the older saints of God, and uh, they stayed in a house of prayer. You know, <laughs> everything was church in my house. You know, that's you know what I'm saying. When you get home from when you get home from school, take off your school clothes and get up there and get ready for church. You know, that's how I was raised. And so, this is just my life.
0: That sounds good. That oh, sounds, I like y'all. <laughs> Walter's over here quickening and everything. That's falling out. No, I, no, I love it. I, I, I love it. Can can I say something concerning
4: what he just said? Oh, God. Um, man of God, I don't know you, but um, but it's apparent that you've just been given the grace to do what you're doing. You feel what I'm saying now? Yes, now God. when people aren't graced to do what they're doing, then you know what? They need a vacation every other month.
3: Absolutely. You feel
4: what I'm saying? They're drained. Yeah. They're stressed out. They're bleeding on the people. Mm-hmm. But when somebody mm-hmm. has locked into who they are and they're living in the grace mm. of God to do what they do there's joy in it and for you to pull Absolutely. somebody like that back from it is is to deny mm. them of their portion
3: mm. yeah That's you know and, and, but,
4: but this is but this is what i believe this is what i believe i believe that true balance really comes in fellowship mm. because because mm. you know cuz the body needs extreme extreme people mm. extreme temperatures mm and but when they come together they're able to uh they're, they're able to balance out atmospheres you know and the thing That's is and, and when you're in the right type of fellowship even though you may be an extreme element or component within yourself when you come into that mm-hmm. fellowship it, it's, it's able to create atmospheres that are conducive for god to manifest and when he feels comfortable in atmosphere he feels comfortable in the atmospheres where there's a certain level of balance, where everybody's temperature is able to come to a certain frequency. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, okay. we need all these different people. I, I understand
0: what we're talking about tonight. No, you are good. But, but 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 I think it's important because um, that's the big mistake that our generation
4: is making. We're all trying that's to we're, we're all trying to come to room temperature and live life oh. at room
0: temperature. Is good. <laughs>
4: Okay? when when some individuals are called to live at 30 and below so that they can freeze what needs to be frozen and some individuals are called to live at at 212 and above because there's some things that need to be scorched
0: you, you feel what i'm saying I so, what you're saying
4: God has graced them to do what he's doing mm-hmm. and God graces us, you know, and now, and now when we don't experience that level of contentment, mm. um, and, and, and we're reaching that's, that's because we haven't found our set temperature yet. Mm. And, 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 right, and, and right, so we feel right. that we have to
0: conform
4: to, to, to what we're being exposed to, we got to come to room temperature. But I, but I don't believe God called anybody to be at, at room temperature. He tells us, and I'm gonna stop with this. He says, "I'd rather you be either hot or cold." You know, for if you're right, lukewarm, to right. spit you out. But it's powerful when I went to Jerusalem, and the reason why they said that's important is because lukewarm water doesn't serve a purpose in the house. Mm. Mm. That's not a good drink. No, no, I
3: either want a cold
4: drink or I want oh, boiling
0: heart. water so that I can cook what needs to be cooked in the
3: house. Uh-huh. I'm done. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why are you apologizing? You know what I often think about? I often think you no know, concerning this topic. I think about the prophet Jeremiah. Uh, the prophet Jeremiah, uh, he was different from any other prophet. He's one who, whom the Lord said he would never be able to get married, have children, and uh, so forth and so on. And, and when, I, when I, the reason I brought him up is because, you know, even with Milton and my other brother, and uh, even, uh, you know, you, Elaine, the Lord has put a calling on our lives, but we all operate differently within our call. You know, as the scripture says, there, there's, there's one body with many members. We're all not going to operate the same. we're not we're all not going to operate in the same body parts, but we're all a part of the body.
0: Now, that is fully true. and I'm it's funny that you actually said this because okay, here, so here's something I want to tap into and we can float around because my mind went to got to move when we started talking about the various temperatures. and I started thinking mm. about and I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna start to, my mind with to multiple, multiple emotions. number one. Since we all go to church, we can all relate to this. When you go to a dead church service and everybody <laughs> is at the same temperature, yeah, come on. And you become frustrated if you're at a different temperature. And I know people make the whole joke, you know, ask somebody they said they sit next to you and they not getting with you to move your seat. You know, people make that whole joke, but Absolutely. I mean, and let's be real, half of us not moving our seat. Um. <laughs> But the True. fact of the matter, because if I'm going to be impactful, and I feel like somebody's a little off or they're not quite getting it, That's it's right. meant for me to stay right, right there for you to get it. It's meant for me to stay right there oh for God. you to feel it. Um, and if I disturb your world, some eventually you'll move your seat, but because I'm not going to change right. who I am, I think. I like so I think that in the in in living in that world and seeing it when you go to various ministries and you go to various places and you're looking like. What is the atmosphere here? What is the temperature when you're going to that house? Uh-huh. Then you have to you have to readjust how you're gonna present your temperature. You now that's the key. You're not changing, and this is the reason I'm saying this is because, because I, I need to hit on two things. But the reason I'm saying this is because I'm gonna give you a simple example. I'm a I am I work at a, a a Baptist church that's that's not as that's not a conservative Baptist church. It is a it is a growing Baptist church that has more denominational feels to it. Um, but there's still some things about it that is still starts Baptist and the traditional roots of it. And so when I worship with them, I have to remember their atmosphere because now I'm a visitor in their atmosphere. And I also have to be cautious that I'm not naturally offensive all the time. Now, do I turn down my praise? No. Do my speakers and tongues decrease? No. <laughs> they all stay there. But what I try mm-hmm. to be is considerate of their house and what the temperature is of their house. Now, if I'm the preacher, that's a different story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. But as Definitely. a visitor, it's being considerate. But I fully agree with you because it happens so many times when you go places um, and I and you choose to, Even outside of church, when you go to places, you're like, do I choose to sit in this and partake? If I'm feeling comfortable, if I'm feeling uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Like, you have to make these certain choices because you don't want to be the, that one, or you can choose to be that one. Yeah. And go ahead, you can go ahead. Um, because, th- and,
4: and, and this is something, um, this is something that, that's very unique. I, I think, I think for the most part, um is, is everybody in on this of, of some form of classical Pentecostalistic
0: background? It's either Pentecostal or Apostolic. okay. So yeah, it's some yeah, it's similar. But but, mm-hmm. but 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 the thing is,
4: but 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 apostolic is Pentecostal. But, yeah, that's absolutely but, absolutely.
0: I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, we're, we're all charismatic. <laughs> what we're all charismatic, as they would say.
4: Amen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, 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 uh, um, one of the main teachings that, that that we really get a lot of is realizing that that as as Pentecostal. Um,
0: you should say something continue (laughs) i'm good
2: i'm listening i don't i don't think i have anything to share um concerning anything that they said they're right on it um in in all regards i don't have anything to share with that particular state you know i concur with everything milton's my brother i
4: love milton how you doing boy
3: (laughs) i'm good <laughs> he, he, he really trying to sit back and be the co-host
2: tonight i said <laughs> <laughs> no I, I mean i definitely have i, I definitely have um some views on balance um and i think that we haven't reached the uh, in the particular questionnaire where i can chime in i'm not really sure why um Elaine has me on the show. So let me um, no, no, no. uh
0: uh-huh. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> let me, Milton, let me you know, answer. And, Milton, you belong on this. You belong <laughs> on this because when we start to get
4: into perspectives and, and things of how we feel about you know, the, the different levels of extremes within the church, you have a very unique experience that, that, that the body, um, that even a lot of individuals within the body of Christ aren't even aware of in, in, in regards of of of, of, of regimen and conditioning you know and expectations and, and dealing with those pressures
1: mm-hmm. you
4: know but but yet still functioning and being
0: relevant oh no brother you were you were supposed to be <laughs> so i'm gonna so i'm glad that she said that Milton, because um like like jane said with him with somebody saying to him that he's unbalanced I think that he is balanced, and I'm going to explain why. So all three of you guys have a great connection with community. And it's in different perspectives. It comes from simple conversations. James is very in tune with his family and with the community of what, that's around where he lives. He's one of the people, you know how church people don't like to speak to people that ain't like them? I, that bothers me. That, bo- that bothers me. But I'm not going to dwell on that. <laughs> <laughs> but because I because I know my friend James, James is one of the people that speaks to his neighbors. People on the block know who he is. And if they don't know who he is, if and if he hasn't talked to them, then people have stopped him to have conversation with them. So I'm saying all oh, that is because when he does things related to um music, um, and like he's done tried to do things related to Judah empowerment, it goes past just the church. The church is always the church is always going to be in the forefront because that's where he spends a lot of his time. But he's always right. open to talking to the people in the community, and he knows mm-hmm. when it comes to Philly, the man knows Philly. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that I, all of I you walk
2: South Street. I walk South Street with James, and we got respect on South Street because I walk South Street with James. <laughs>
0: You get what I'm saying, but people don't know that because all you because you go off the fa- the facet of what you see in church, and this is or the mm-hmm. facet of what you see in church, and you mm-hmm. you you limit yourself to just that facet. Milton mm-hmm. and how he deals with people is impeccable. Working in social yeah. work and working with people who are who are off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's off, and he finds a way to redirect them. He finds a way to help them. He asks questions to pull them in. So all of you work with people who have come into challenges in life and you have general conversation with them, whether it's on the street or whether it's at your job or even whether it's at home, and you bring them to normality. And we get so used to seeing people either behind a pulpit or in a church pew, not realizing that this anointing does transfer and this is the balance that people don't speak of. People are so worried about going on vacation or trying to get a drink. And, like, they're considering that balance when the balance is how how effective is your community? How effective are the people who don't know God? What balance is that? And so that's why all three of you are going here. <laughs>
2: well, can I
0: say this? Go. So,
2: um, so I'll I just give a little, not a whole testimony, but like an inch of it, like a half a second. Go ahead. Uh, because go ahead. I think it's I to the You, take half you a, more than
0: half a second, but go ahead. Oh.
2: Okay. <laughs> So when and when I left the church, like not left the church, but when I transitioned in ministry, I took like ten months off, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so, and taking those ten months off, I took my preaching notebook, I took all of my church suit, I took all of my robes, my cassock, my cincture, all of my elves, liturgical worshiper and chief ceremony and all that foolishness, and I put them in a tote. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Even after having a major conversation with Walter, you know, Marvin sent an Uber to make me sure I came to the church. I just was done. I was completely done with the way church was because I had an expectation that God should be more than what I was just seeing. Oh, and so I, I, I packed up my stuff and I was like, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, and I kept reminding myself of Ezekiel, where Ezekiel Packs up his stuff. He says, Southern Van, pack up your stuff uh, because I called thee to be a sign. Now, Ezekiel was embarrassed during that moment of transition because everybody was looking at him as the great prophet, yet, yeah, and still God is telling him to, to get dirty for a second. Um, and so, when I packed up all of my stuff and was like, I'm not doing the church thing anymore, um, I'm gonna just be spiritual. I'm gonna be in tune with the universe. So, instead of saying God, I was saying the universe, you know, trying to get into that whole culture. Um, But, you know, after a while, I say, Jesus, oh, God, three times I'm speaking in tongues. So it kind of didn't work for me. Um, That's right. right. The one thing that I I did notice is that single moment and every single thing that I did in the church, it literally transcended and I did it at work. So every single Monday until I joined Freedom Church and Ministry. Uh, Shout out to Bishop Brian K. Martin. Um, Until I joined Freedom Church and Ministries, I literally did it every Monday morning. I would get up and give an introduction, and I would do a self-esteem, motivation kind of workshop. And I would end up preaching, taking a text, giving them biblical principles, giving them stories, um, putting things in perspective. Um, And people would walk out of our room. One lady got healed. One lady was speaking in tongues. other lady got filled with the Holy Ghost. Um, it just became this thing where uh, people would just think, Mr. Cop, can you do? Mr. Cop, can you do? Mr. Cop, can you do? I had so many young ladies want me to be their mentor, uh, mentor their sons, mentor their daughters, just by their interaction. And one of my co-workers and I were on the way to work. And she said, won't you just tell guard? yeah, mind you, this lady got a cigarette hanging out her mouth, <laughs> little thick, and she got on pants, and <laughs> her head is shaved. And she's telling me, Won't you just say yes to God? So it was like, even though I was trying to run away from the call, uh, I had become an extremist like Walter, but I was on a different end. I just was very spiritual, you know, now I'm your whole brain, KKO you know, kind of thing.
0: Please don't work and it
2: me. didn't work. It was <laughs> pulled back no, very quickly. No, 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 no. I, couldn't even, I couldn't even indulge in the <laughs> <laughs> me until he redirected me back to where I was supposed to be. So I wanted to say that because I wanted to share. So maybe somebody's listening.
3: Share my. That's my two minutes. I'm going back being the co-host. <laughs> it's crazy that you said that. I, I don't, don't, don't want to. It's crazy it. that you said that because I while you were speaking, I was. Oh ho ho
0: ho ho! It's two people talking at one time. All right, James and Walter. James started right before you started, Walter. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry.
3: It's, it's uh it's crazy that you said that because while you were speaking, before you even said anything, when we first got on when we first got on there, I actually came to my mind when I first seen you on the screen was the Jesus wilderness experience. And we confirmed that was when you said, the lady said to you, just say yes to God. Because even when Jesus was in his wilderness experience, he had to tell God, not my will, but thy will be done. And sometimes in the transition, there's a fight with the transition until we say yes. So that that, <sighs> that's, that just confirmed what I, what I took out when I seen you. Sorry, like, I apologize.
2: Sorry to all of those who's listening.
0: So you you know you got three prophets on this line. <laughs> I was just about to say, <laughs> and he going to say <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Stop. You know this can turn into number one rule for tonight. Stop saying sorry. You're on this. <laughs> you're on this show for a purpose. And the reason I have renewed talks is because so many people would be contacting me, wanted to talk about their life situations, want to talk about this, want to talk about that. And I said, you know what it is. Great people have good conversation, but the truth of the matter is, everybody's not having these type of conversations. It's not, right. wow. Wow. it's not across the board. It's not across the board. So we present these conversations and make people think on their own. Continue on. Yes. Yes. Um, go ahead, Walter. I, but no, I'm,
4: I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> um, but but not milk, man. I just I just wanted to say, brother, uh, and I'm proud of you, man. You know. Um, yeah. You know. And, yeah. and, and, and even though a lot of what we talked about is is, is still remains disclosed, but um. But the reality is there's so many different people uh, that have been disappointed by some of the dynamics um, associated to their church experience. Mm. And and unfortunately, it's difficult for us at times to, to see the distinction between God and the people that make up the church.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And unfortunately, there's people in the church that that operate outside of the grace that God has given them, thus they fall into error. But unfortunately we're hurt by those people. And thus we, we have an issue with the institution
2: mm-hmm.
4: and that's real because, because when we're affected, that hurt sometimes is not allowing us to see a distinction
3: between the institution and the person that hurt us. Right. And, and um and and so
4: it's a very difficult thing to now place your trust back in the institution, and and so brother man, like I'm 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 proud of you, man. I'm proud of you, but but unfortunately for us, um, but unto the glory of God, we have to suffer peculiar things and experience God heal us and resurrect us up out of them. So that we can be able to have the testimonies that allow individuals to realize that no 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 no. There's nothing that you're suffering right now that the brethren hasn't already triumphed over in the earth.
3: Right.
4: You know, mm-hmm. and so um and so we need that, man. I'm I'm sorry that it happened to you, but I'm glad that now
2: God was is able to get the glory out of it. Yeah, can, so. can I say something? Mm-hmm. So, so can, let me frame it by saying, um, I was asked a question that says, why do you still go to church? You know, I I talked to one of my friends, and I was saying, you know, I'm about to transition into, into a different church. I've taken the time I needed to actually heal and process and to actually actualize and to, to put things into perspective so that I can, you know, become this fully integrated being that I continue to talk about all the time. Uh, because... You, You know, Paul really talks about it in Romans 7, Romans 8, But as you begin to uh, internalize the scripture and try to make manifest um, the things that you want to be, someone asked me, you know, John, I had a series of things, Elaine, you know, that I wanted to do and then transition into ministry um, at Freedom. And the interesting question was, one of my friends said to me, why are you going back to church? Why are you going going, uh, back to the place that hurt you? And I bust out laughing and I didn't do it. And he said, what do you mean? He allowed it to happen. And of course you don't mean being a church kid on this worst day, the church saved my life. So I don't, hey, there's absolutely nothing that can take me away from the idea of church or pluck me out of the hand of God. Right. But I responded with the phrase of the reason why I go to church is because God never gave me a reason not to. I might not like the hierarchy. I might not understand the government of the church or the decision that the government made honor the Lord by God, because he will always be in the forefront of my life. And it's he that have made me and not me, myself. So I definitely understand that. I definitely appreciate it. But I wanted to frame it saying, you know, the wilderness, it was absolutely necessary. So I make mm-hmm. no apologies for going through it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate everything I experienced. Mm-hmm. Rebuke saved my life, chasm saved my life, and even the things, good to me, they were absolutely good for me to bring me to this particular practice, I do believe.
3: That's good. Go <laughs> ahead. You, know, you, you know, Elaine, you know, you, know, you know the crazy thing, Elaine, about this, this particular, uh, particular topic with all four of us, um, even with me really not knowing Walter like that, but uh, from what I can sense, I believe all four of us are or errands in our own type of way. Errands to Moses, you know. We are the ones, some way somehow, that always end up being the pole that our leaders can lean upon. Outside of, no matter the magnitude of the congregation, or you know, it's, it's we always have that closeness to our leaders. You know, to where you know, you know, we we you know we see you know, the Jesus in the wilderness type thing. And, uh, and 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 it causes us to force ourselves to be balanced. You know, whether we have to move, whether we have to transition to another ministry, whether we have to change positions in ministry, such as myself, or so forth. You know, if balance causes, I mean, you know, life causes us to force ourselves into balance.
0: That's true, and you're very right. You're very right about the about all of us being errands, and um, I like the fact that you don't know Walter because I, I so my my concept is bring the worlds together. Uh, I'm a network. I knew I was a networker before I knew what networking meant, uh, and I realized uh, that as a child. And so when I realized this was a natural gift that I had, I'm going to always use it for kingdom building. But going back to what you're saying. Um, we, you're right, we all are errands, and we all have uh, a place in ministry and I think even in the perspective of even with Milton, leaving one ministry and going to another it doesn't drop off, it actually just picks up. So right. as right. much as you would like to be like, I want to come here and sit, the church I work at, the parents would be looking at me like so I'm going to need you too, and I'd be like wait, wait, wait <laughs> I'm going to need you too, and I'm like wait, wait, wait <laughs> Hold on here, uh-huh. and I because I right. know that that same concept it shifts. It doesn't right. once once it's attached to you, that oil is on you. You can do whatever you want to do, try whatever you want to try, but it doesn't uh-huh. it doesn't leave. You're right.
2: So can I also interject and say I am still the Aaron, the Joshua, and whatever else I need to be. So uh-huh. you know who? Because I'm going to always be a son, and that is my Amazonic heritage yes, and my indeed. inheritance. Uh-huh. always be there and I will leave for new talk and hit 95 right now <laughs> if this fall race says come. yes you will yes you so, will yes you will you you know what I'm, I'm committed to, to to that I have to realize that I can't be committed to what's hurting me and that's why we're so unhealthy um I, I, I'm writing a book now called Stop Being Committed to What Hurts You see Tippett throughout um throughout my journey in Christendom um, and, and the kingdom of God and serving leadership where it's those little things that you need to know to actually make you healthy and to be balanced. I, I, I tend to harp on being a fully integrated being because um, the Bible talks about the renewed mind, but it also talks about delighting yourself after your inward name. And a lot of people don't know who they are and they don't know who they are outside of what people envelop them into being. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're, like, unhealthy, because um, when they were five, that they were going to preach.
0: And, right. and they
2: didn't decide to say yes to God. They said yes to what someone told them. Right. And right. so when they buck up against that particular system, um, then they become unhealthy and they become imbalanced because they're scratching, trying to figure out who they are. Um, they tend to filter a lot. Um, they're looked at as being rebellious but people have to understand that they didn't choose this particular thing that they're doing in ministry. Somebody kind of put them there and kind of molded them into what they wanted them to be, and they're not really bucking up against the system. They're really coming into their own. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the other challenges that we face, or unhealthy challenges that's in the body of Christ, where I'm balanced because we don't know who we are. Um, And when we do delight ourselves at the end with man, we, saw, we see that thing warring against our mind and our spirit, um, and then, you know, you find yourself like, oh, oh wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from that? Right. And you find yourself dealing with the, the complexities of being tripartite, as Walter said earlier, because there are a lot of complexities of being tripartite that we won't really know until, you know, engaged in ministry or engaged into a situation where, you know, you're like, yo, I'm really unhealthy. I'm really imbalanced. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing here. And I correctly, because I'm so used to doing what the pastor says, and just moving instead of asking questions.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, so, I, okay. I'm a, I'm Okay, go ahead, Walter. I'm going to say something. No, no, no. If, if, if there's <laughs> something you want to throw out there... No, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Because um, you may say something that links to this, and then I'll be able to trans- transition from there. I agree with what Milton's putting out there. Um,
4: Unfortunately, we have individuals coming into an awareness that
2: that their plight in life may not be in alignment with
4: where they have been placed in ministry unfortunately
2: a little too far along for them to pull out. Exactly. We we
4: we we have we have we have people who are installed as pastors and find themselves locked into the work when they come into the revelation. At hold up, timeout. Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and 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 unfortunately, when we see individuals Jesus. who have been established in ministry, um, uh, under these circumstances, and and the thing is, and and they feel like. Like, like uh, and, they're, and what they're doing is they're actually suppressing um, an internal rebellion to be free to discover themselves to the point to where it gets to a point to where when it finally erupts, it becomes scandal. It, 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 it becomes these big issues that we see in the church, and it all really rooted to the fact that, uh, uh, that someone may have failed to observe. This individual prior to elevation, mm-hmm. and so now what that brings me back to is, um, um where are the healthy fathers in the ministry that, mm-hmm. that they have a heart for the cultivation of their sons mm-hmm. and not the cultivation of their own personal
0: legacy? So, so you you you're bringing up something very strong, and what about I, what I? That's why I'm glad I let you talk because what I was going to ask Milton and what I'm asking you as well is um, and James what do we what is our response to this and it's a two part thing the first part of it is <clears throat> to that child who is now a man and who may have I'll just say may have problems with their flesh or problems with their tongue say they, they don't know they are, they're loose in their tongue because here it goes with uptight and loose so you look uptight when you get to the pulpit <laughs> you look yeah. apart. You preaching gospel. You giving you. you know, and and it's funny because with our backgrounds, we all come from backgrounds that are a little bit more strict. So you look apart when you get when you up up there, and it gives that uptight. Oh, this church, this is their standard. This is where they stay at. And then we find out down the line, or you reveal not too long after you step down, that you're really a little bit more loose. That you're a little bit more different than what you're portraying to be. What then? What then do you say to that? Because, and when I say say to that, I'm not saying comment on it. What would you say to a person as a friend to do? Like that, like that person who may be the pastor who realized right now I really shouldn't be pastoring. I've, I've, I've tried to do what such and such told me to do. I took on the mantle. I did what was supposed to be done. And now I find myself unfulfilled and frustrated and at times foolish because I'm not able to wish, you know, and it's, it almost links back to what you said to James, how you said he feels like he is balanced because his passion is there, is, is level. What you said at the beginning, he's level. He's he's level where he is. He's enjoying life. And when a person is drained and they always have to take a vacation and it's necessary because they can't, they can't do ministry or life without their vacation, then the concerns would be, who are you really? Like, where, you know what I mean? Like, where is your real joy at? And so, not, and I'm not saying to comment on it, but more so, what would you say to that person? Because a lot of people feel that way and they're ashamed and they feel like they can't talk to nobody because clearly all they're going to get is opinions and um, talked about. (laughs) Go ahead, Walter.
4: There's a lot to that and I'm not going to touch it.
0: Don't, you don't have to, but I'm not. not.
4: Um, Bishop Ralph Donnie Graves said something that changed my life back during my bishop's consecration service um, year, years ago. He he said, he looked up and he said, Lord, don't allow my anointing and my gifts to take me somewhere that my character and my integrity cannot sustain.
3: Thank you. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. Okay. I, that's a very core fundamental thing because we see people get up and they will tear the church
2: up. Mm -hmm.
4: I mean, people come to the front, people get healed, people get set free, but that person now falls into their darkness afterwards. You know Mm -hmm. what that really is? Because we look at it and we see somebody playing with God. We look at that and we see somebody that's, 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 that's that's, that's perverting their gift and all that. But you know what I see? Mm -hmm. I see a prisoner. Mm -hmm. I see someone that is locked into a system that they can't get out They that they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're underdeveloped and they know it, but, mm-hmm. but there's such a demand on their gift and, and their identity has gotten so mm-hmm. intertwined within their gift that they don't know themselves outside of their gift. So for them to step away from the work of ministry is, is you telling them to now become a ghost
0: Hmm.
4: so that's very difficult in how we handle that and it's going to be a, a person by person basis as to how we advise them Got it. but it all boils down to this if it's someone that desires to come and live in truth and that's willing to come off of their platform just to be right with God that's someone you, you could work with but 9 times out of 10 when individuals fear off that way Pride has gotten such a
3: strong
0: grip on the core of who they are. Come on, come they on. They won't even oh. admit that they're oh. dying and they're drowning even when they are. Right. Oh. It's true. It's true. Oh. And the reason the reason I said, what, what would we say to that? Because I feel like this is why I have this podcast. So the conversation may, ne- may never happen for that person. It may be pride that will hide them. But if they scroll right. across the show and they say, you know what, let me really sit down and contemplate where I'm at in God and what I need me to do versus oh, what oh, what oh, I oh, versus what I need to do for the people. <laughs> Listen, sit down. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no,
4: no, 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 no. Because, you know, because right. I had to do it. <clears throat> I'm in, I, I was anointed. I was prophesying and preaching and people getting saved. But my man of God told me, No, you're anointed, but you're dangerous. To sit down. Oh. And guess what? I sat down for about four years and had to develop a prayer life. Mm. Had to be had, had to allow myself to sit up under and to learn. Mm-hmm. And I've traveled with my man of God for 10 years, learning what ministry, what integral ministry on the road ought to look like. How, how, how there needs to be accountability. When you're on the road, no, 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 you need a double bed in your room because who's with you needs to be in the bed in, in, in the same room with you, you know, uh, uh-uh, no, 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 there's certain things we're not entertaining. So what I would say to the person is no, no, no. if, if, if you have any question on the inside of you, it may be embarrassing. But if you sit down and embrace that humility, God will meet you in a very divine way. He'll clean you and he'll purge you out and establish you greater than what your
3: ministry ever was. And if you trust God with it, uh, he, he can really do some miraculous things right. on the inside. But if your hands are dirty and if you're
4: serving food to God's people, anyone that contracts Sal- spiritual salmonella, you're responsible right.
0: for their fatality. Right.
4: Now, if you're willing to deal with that because the word tells us that there's special judgment for teachers and preachers mm-hmm. so if you're willing no with that brother, woe on to you, yo that's that's some mm-hmm. scary I, that's just I'm, that's some scary stuff
0: to me yeah. no, I feel you. I
4: feel so I'm sorry, you. I'm sorry. I'm,
0: I'm, yeah. once again, no sorries <laughs> okay.
2: can I chime yeah. in? Time. Please chime I can chime I can
0: chime in now? Sam.
2: <laughs> okay. So, I, can I, can I give, my, I'm going to give this. this praise the Lord Jesus. So, while, while I was, um, in my little, um, what do you call those sabbatical for ministry? Uh-huh, you were in preaching, Several preaching, <laughs> <and, several laughs> preaching engagements. <laughs> 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 several preaching engagements. And, as my former pastor, Dr. Joan B. Sanders. Heard that I had a um, preaching engagement, but I was not engaged in ministry. Mm-hmm. So my former pastor canceled my preaching
3: engagement.
2: And mm-hmm. um, at first, I was hot. I will tell you, I was hot as horse Very upset <laughs> because I'm like, I cannot believe you embarrassed me like that. And I mean, these people took my face off the flyer immediately. So you know, I was I was in my feelings, but the But the Lord said to me, I'm saving your life because the one thing you would have done was you would have got up and you would have talked into eternal damnation because I was taking you straight to hell for that. How dare you? Because all disobedience is unto witchcraft. So clearly, if in fact I would have made a move outside of what was at the time, because she was still very much my pastor, then I would have done witchcraft at that very moment. As well as if you are, like, flowing in ministry, you're doing ministry, and you realize that there are some things about you. The one thing that Bishop Sanders has taught me is you got to have an allegiance, integrity, and you must have accountability in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And the, And a lot of reasons why these people that are on platforms that will never come to the table and they can say that they're not healthy is because they don't have anybody checking them.
0: That's true.
2: Yeah. Saying to them what they are, so they need, they can be actually what God has intended them to be um, in their in in life. Um, I'm one of the bishops, so hold on, go ahead, have that conversation.
3: <laughs> I, 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 I think I, I I just I just want to say. Uh... I mean Walter, he just, he just, he just knocking me out of the box tonight. <laughs> he's knocking me out of the loop yeah, tonight. God, sure. I mean, he's, he's he's blessing. But but when when I when I when I was listening to him, you and uh, Milton speak, I guess I guess uh would I'll be studying this morning in my five o'clock prayer about Jesus being in the wilderness because that's where I keep on going back to. But one of the things, one of the things that stuck out to me was what made Jesus great was the fact that he was able to deny himself.
0: Mhm. Uh, mhm. Uh, mhm. That's good.
3: That's uh, good. We messes <laughs> us up, and we, me, know, we, we messes <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. and 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 and, and what a lot of our leaders of this generation, our up and coming leaders failed to uh realize is when you walk into ministry it's no longer about you. Mhm. That's why he's saying Jesus not my will, but thy will be done. You know, we have to deny ourselves when it comes to ministry. And I'm not saying that, you know, forsake your family, forsake your job, forsake so forth. But I'm saying then deny your flesh hunger, the mm-hmm. hunger of your flesh, the, 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 the satisfaction of your flesh. Sometimes we have to deny these things for the cause of Christ, for the cause of ministry. And that's really uh, uh, I was I, when uh, Walter was speaking. All I heard was the lower you go, the higher you will land. It, and, and and we are we are landing at a low place because we're we're trying to bounce, we're trying to be released at a high place, mm-hmm. we're standing up instead of going low. You know, you understand know what I'm saying? Right, like
2: so that's that's that, what I wanted to say. I'm done, I'm done for tonight, I'm not talking no more. So can I ask a question? <laughs> so my question then becomes, you know, and and, and this I've, I've watched this for years, being being an adjutant, being someone who served, and, served in ministry, uh, and has had the opportunity to serve some of the greatest leaders and you know that have ever taken platform. I thank God that I got to carry some of these people's Bibles, you know. And my been, yes, sir, yes sir on them. You know, it even got offered full-time ministry gigs in the middle of that. I thank God for that. But my my question then is, um, is it safe to preach through your experience? Um, These people will tell you, amen, I know you're going through something, but go ahead and preach through. I am so convinced and convicted by the presence of God, the Spirit of God, not to do certain things when I'm living a certain kind of way or doing certain things that I get nervous when somebody says, "Oh, go ahead, man. You can preach through it. Just tunnel through. You got the word. You can preach yourself deliver." But I know so many people getting other people to but deliver, but yet still not delivered themselves. And so that is very—you're uh, not balanced at all. You're you're completely on one side of the scale, and that mother is tipping over and about to come falling off the table. And I'm trying to figure out—is. Is, can you really fully engage with God doing that kind of thing? You know, because I've been told, man, just preach through it. You know, I've been doing this since I was 13. So people are like, just man, just preach through it, just preach through it. Preach through what?
4: Uh-huh.
2: You, you know what I'm saying? When I'm out of order mm-hmm.
0: and when I'm not balanced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, Walter.
2: Um,
3: Go ahead, Walter. I, I I think I think it's
4: I think it's imperative what Milton's saying. Um, but I do believe that we live this life spirit led. At, at, at times, yeah. we're we're learning, um, we're learning the voice of God from a father. If we're healthy and, and we're, we've been graced to be in the good situation, mm-hmm. um, and, and so when we find ourselves in 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 turmoil in sin. Um, we ought to be yielded to the voice of someone as a greater frequency to the ear of God. Okay. And and those instructions ought to be... Hello, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Shut up, sit down. And and, and those instructions to minister through our
4: hardships have to come from um, one above us. With mm-hmm. a greater level yeah. of discernment right. and a frequency to the ear of God, because there's certain things that you know what it may not be permissible for you to for you to minister through, but there might be some things that might be expedient for you to minister through, depending upon your posture before God. Because mm-hmm. we see David, right? Mm-hmm. He falls into sin with uh, uh with, with 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 the young lady he looked over with uh. <clears throat> <clears throat> a rise uh-huh. with Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. but and, and so the thing is they, 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 they conceived, lost the child. he grieved for a certain amount of time right. and, and and covered himself with sackcloth and fell into a great place of repentance. Mm-hmm. But then the day came when when, when when it was pronounced that the child died right that the prophet came and says no get up. put your clothes back on and it's time for you to go back to being the king. But 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 you have to realize, God used Nathan. There was a prophet in David's life that was able to even <laughs> oversee the process that he was undergoing. And so, and God and God saw that David was godly. Sorry. So no 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 no. Yeah, David. But the thing is, but but to the public, to the people that knew about it, they knew the mess that David did, but they didn't see David turn back to God. Mm hmm. But. But but God did, and God spoke unto Nathan and instructed Nathan to go to David and says, "Hey David, listen. I know you feel crazy about yourself, but you gotta get up and you gotta wash that. You gotta wash those ashes off and take that sackcloth off. You gotta wash up and you gotta get back into your into your kingly garments because the people need to experience the presence of their king. Right. And you're still here. Oh. and God is still with you, and you're still anointed because God knows that." It,
0: No, you know, here we go with these stories. Stop it. But, man, 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 man. but, but you said the key, you said the key part of it, and that's the balance of it was that he repented immediately when Nathan said, You are the one. He gives him the story. That is my line. You are the one. And as soon as David says, Oh, shoot. You know what I mean? He, he didn't do, and this is this is the cockiness of how we can be. He didn't do yeah. one of those moments of, oh, I know I'm the one, but honey, it's plenty others. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> well, I'm the king. I'm the king. because that's what they but do. It's plenty others, baby. I know I've been doing it, but honey, we've been doing this. Since, you know, it's it's not about them. It's about you. And that and David took on that part. He took on you're the one, and he and he didn't throw off to what the other person was doing. He said, all right, I'm the one. All right, let me, let, me, let me seek God and let me pull myself inward. And he did spend that season of repentance and thank God for the prophet that was able to bring him out. And it's, it's funny because I've, I've been in this place studying kings and prophets and I find it very interesting. Yeah, I find it very interesting because kings, kings can get a little leery, they can get a little loose, but it's like the prophet can never move because the prophet can never move from their position. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may they may not want to do it, Jeremiah. They may be like, you can find somebody else. Uh, <laughs> but but like but, Samuel, but they they never moved from their position. Obedience was still but, there. Go but, ahead. But that's but that's the most important thing, um, and that's the question that everybody has to ask <laughs> themselves, especially if you're
4: someone that's operating in ministry in any facet. The question is, who's your prophet? First, come, on. come the, on. The next question is the next question is, Do you honor do
0: you honor your prophet? prophet.
4: Mm. Come on. Do you honor your come prophet? Do, do you honor your prophet by reverencing what comes out of their mouth as the word of God? Because 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 Second Chronicles says this. It says, it says, it says, believe the word of God and your life will be established. But if you believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And that's the problem with this generation. We we have an issue with submitting to the voice of
3: God through a person God uh, in our life. Yeah. Oh, on, Jason, you messing he, me saying saying <laughs> he messing me up. He messing me up. Messing me up. Messing me up. He messing me up. Come on, he ain't saying that now. He messing me up. He messing me up. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you, I'm you
0: I'm tell why are, I
3: say he messing me up. <laughs> that's the I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why I say he messing me up because. I just spoke with my pastor and uh sometimes when people see you in a spotlight position it actually encourages prophecy for them to prophesy to you to take to try to take you to another level of a uh, position And uh, when when it comes to, to the kingdom when I told my pastor I said uh one of the greatest story, the greatest stories I think uh, me Emmanuel Lane has spoken about this one of my favorite stories is when the Lord called Samuel, mm-hmm. he never responded back. To, he never responded to God. He responded to Eli. Right.
0: <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. What's <laughs> over here? I like him. I like him. <laughs> Every time
3: God called Samuel. Go ahead. Keep going. Come Every on. time. Every time God called hearing the voice, God but he's going to Eli. Work that. I'm so weak. Go eat. Next time I'm in Jersey or Philly, man, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna take you out to lunch. <laughs> but, but yeah, every time, I, and I told my pastor, every time God called Samuel, he would run into Eli. He didn't respond to to God until Eli released him to. And it goes back to what Walter was saying and what you were saying, Elaine. Even with Mil- even with what Milton uh, said concerning his leader, is it, it, oh, as the scripture says, obedience is better than sacrifice. And sometimes we can get so caught up in our sacrifice that we forget the importance of obedience.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I can I say something? Go go ahead. Um, <laughs> th- I love the point you just made um, I want to go take it a step further and say obedience is not only better than sacrifice it really is a sacrifice it, um, wanna, God really doesn't want it he wants to see if we're willing yeah, uh, yeah. willing yeah. and yeah. obedient yes. you, yeah. you shall eat the fat of the land. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of times um, the requirement it's, the, the requirement is simply being willing uh, to be. A, one of my favorite stories, I, and one of the things that I, I preach all the time, Elaine will tell you this, and both of you are my Facebook friends. Everybody's my Facebook friend, So you'll see I always constantly repeat a little slogan, my yes to care my future, my mm-hmm. yes to care my future. I continue to say that, and I said that you know because that's one of my favorite stories. Um, but the one thing about that story that always gets well two things the first thing is uh, when they're going up to sacrifice mm-hmm. Abraham's Isaac says to Abraham, I see the wood, I see the fire but what you' giving up right And Abraham does not negotiate with the promise. He simply says the Lord will provide. Um, we are so busy negotiating with what we're, what we're supposed to give up. We really can't ever sacrifice. About that story is, is that there was an order to how he laid it, which saved. Give up, Mm -hmm. because if he would have laid the wood, the wood any kind of way, the Bible says he put the wood in order. Then he took the boy, put the boy on the altar, and then he stuck out his knife. So if he would have made the altar. And he would, any kind of way, and just threw the boy up there or killed the boy without him being on the altar and then put him on there to set, set it on fire, God would have never put the thicket in the in the bush, mm-hmm. in the thickest of the bush. And so it's absolutely necessary that we have water, that we have balance, that we do those things um, that are absolutely pleasing to God so that, you know, we won't have to give up so much and it won't be such a struggle. And God will take the shrimp out of the struggle. That's why I was trying to get to.
0: I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Walter, you are hilarious. He already talked about me. <laughs> <coughs> What's the
4: powerful? But,
0: and, Go ahead. Yo, yo, we're
4: connected because y'all all touching on just very dear pieces of, of, of God for me in his word. Um, because it wasn't until he lifted up his dagger that God had to, you look at the scriptures, you see it. He says, Abraham, and then he says it again. Ab- so it, it lets me know that Abraham was so locked into what he was doing that God had to scream his name two times to get his attention.
3: Mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. but, but
4: it was at that moment where he says, hold up. I love this. Now I know that you love me. Mm-hmm. There was some speculation to the dynamics of our relationship.
2: hmm
3: I, yeah.
2: saw,
4: I saw how thirsty
2: you were yeah. mm-hmm. for a child <laughs> I, 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 that's I, good I didn't know if you was gonna switch your style up once I finally
3: gave you what I told you I was gonna give you mm-hmm. you know cause, cause, cause you did the dirt and tried
0: to manufacture your own manifestation Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. once I gave you
4: the foundations of the earth because I know how much this boy means to you but but now I know but then we have but then we have Hebrews 11
3: that brings us into Abraham's faith mm-hmm. that's he right that's right with it because he knew that uh-huh. God what God was does the faith it was killing us and, at
4: yeah. his, and at the same God that still promised it was able to resurrect
0: <laughs> a right and, and that- He said did?
3: This 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 is messing me up. This is messing me up. This,
0: this is the me and i will be I'm, honest I'm, I'm, y'all, I'm,
3: I'm, and I'm trying to shut up. I trying to shut up because the older, can, because what, what he said in the and the ending part took me back to with God gave me at 5 a.m. prayer when he said to me, I never needed any man to sanction how I function. You better
0: watch it, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold, hold, hold time out. Time out, out, out. Walter needs to hear it time. again. Say it a little louder because, James, you've been a low voice of the night.
3: <laughs> I said, with the end of the part that he said, Took me back to what God gave me in my fatherly prayer the other day when He said to me, "I never needed any man to sanction how I function."
0: Hey, work that! Come on, talk to me. You can't leave me with that. Oh,
3: huh? I, I, I think th- I think that might be the end of me because my my phone is a one percent now.
0: Oh man! <laughs> now you better. You t- better. say you better turn your car back on and put that charger back in. You better turn that in. The charger like is man. in. The charger is in. That means the car is off. That's why it's not charging. Every car to charge charged. Turn the car on. Uh-huh. We won't be much then longer. I ain't gonna burn all your gas. I said I'll cash out you some money. <laughs> That's it. Cash app that. uh-huh. is that. uh-huh. that. a blessing, ain't it Come on. 80? No, but I no, this has been good and what I love about it, a lot of people when they do, um, and I'm here to be honest, a lot of times when I have a whole bunch of preachers on, they be like, Oh, this is good. Have me back again.
4: Uh, <laughs> I can uh, church Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I and mean, I wanna break bread. Yeah. Like like I
4: like I, I just wanna go out and eat with y'all next time I come up top. <laughs> and we just get messed up. Like I just wanna get messed up.
3: Make people, whole, a whole lot
0: of people in the restaurant feel uncomfortable when I start breaking out in tongues. <laughs> Come on, and there goes back to the balance. There goes back to balance because the extremists you just say you were extremist. That was on the first, I that's the open up. Listen, honey, listen, I got what I got in the world. Needs it, right. and but here's and here's what I'm talking about when you said that you're an extremist. What I liked about it, though, is that, and this comes back to the difference of my up- upbringing and your upbringing, when you said that you didn't get saved until you were a full-grown adult. Yeah. And so your your background or your livelihood of how you lived as a teenager into adulthood transitions a little better. And so when it comes to, because I do wonder, and we're, we're past our hour, but I do wonder, like, when you interact with people, you work in a... And do you work in a jail or do you work with?
4: I I, I work for a nonprofit organization, and and uh, the program that I o- I'm over, we go into the jail, we go in and out of the jail. Right. So, so I'm in a jail on a weekly
0: basis. So how do you and in, in, interacting with them? Because this is what I'm saying. Here's the balance of it: the extremist part. You speaking in tongues, but then you're able to transfer and then talk to these people. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah. um, um, um,
4: um God gives us the gift of diverse tongues
3: mm-hmm. to, to
4: to speak the tongues of both men and angels right so the holy ghost manifests give me in his information give me his information <laughs> hey no 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 Lovely. i'm talking about the real I'm, I'm, no. I'm talking about the real holy ghost right
0: holy go ghost. ahead mm-hmm. able to speak the languages of individuals that I've never come in contact with. Right. Before. And that's that's what Ooh. I about, that's what I'm transcending to. Your to speaking tongues does not stop as ability to speak in tongues. This is yeah. what I'm talking about. And that's why I said I said where do you work? Because the fact that you go into that arena multiple times a week, you're able, you get what I'm saying? The light does not live and that's that's the balance of it. The light does not live in one area. You're able to take the same light and transcend it to different areas, different categories, different people. Like um, that's th- the gospel. That's Why? The, sis, sis, if you just look at at, at, um, at at the at the cross of Jerusalem, mm-hmm.
4: it's it's one main cross, and there's four crosses, one in each corner. The symbolism behind that is to remind the individuals in Jerusalem what their responsibility was—to take this gospel to the four corners of this world.
0: Right. To the four corners, corners. Mm-hmm.
4: of this world. So so if we want to talk about we're Pentecostal, we want to talk about we apostolic, we gotta be the most evangelistically relevant and
3: prophetic
2: right.
4: people on this planet. If you're not prophetically evangelistic, I question how Pentecostal you are. I'm I'm just
0: No, it's they, right. They, it's they right. broke out they broke out loose three thousand on the first day and a couple and about a week or so <laughs> later another thousand yeah come on man mm-hmm. and the thing is when we're looking at the same people in the
4: church we just have to do better but you know what our issue is you know what our issue is i'm sorry i didn't mean to go in this i'm sorry guys no you go
0: i did transition but 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 you know what our issue
4: what our issue is and how we have to grow in this year and moving forward we have to start making disciples We have to fall back into that dynamic because the thing is, the the conservative Baptist, the CCM church, what they're embracing and how they're growing is because they're following Pentecostal principles. When it comes to making disciples, they're breaking bread daily. That's that. I'll be honest with you. That component that's really the apostles' doctrine. I know we work the Jesus name, and about, I love it. You know what I'm saying I'm staunch apostolic, but it goes further than that. No, no, they continued mm-hmm. on fellowshipping and breaking bread daily. Mm-hmm. So they created a constant atmosphere for people to come in, get sustenance, feel welcomed, to, to be able to receive a spiritual impartation.
0: And are so- we create those atmospheres. Are we? Are we the hubs? Right, and are so. You a Hub. and it's funny because so I haven't looked back at my phone as y'all can tell. This usually happens after an hour or whatever. But but one of my questions was: as the church looking at the world and looking at the church as a whole, has the church become imbalanced? And it and it varies just like because you mentioned different. Um, I don't want to say sex because that's really what they are in the church or different organization, different sex. When you mentioned that, it dealt with the fact that different people are taking on different concepts of how they're doing evangelism. And if your church is not... I went on a tangent some time ago, probably about three or four years ago. A couple people was like, what happened? Who made you mad? Nobody made me mad. I got to thinking. And I was frustrated about the fact that um, I said, you know, when your church is not doing anything for the community, or when your church isn't doing anything to navigate with people who do not come into your doors at all, or you're not creating an atmosphere or doing anything to bring people into your doors, you are creating uh either occult or you're creating within your church just um, a social area you're not doing if, if you're no, not doing any form of evangelism and no community driven things then no wonder y'all so frustrated with each other because y'all this is a social society this is not a church and and a lot of times we get comfortable we get really complacent that's where the and that's where the real imbalance is in the kingdom when we can't step out of our comfort zone. And so that's why, going back to what I said, I asked all three of you to be in part because you don't mind stepping out of the comfort of your zone to speak to somebody else or to deal with somebody else um, who's not in the same mindset as you are to draw them, to to pull them in. Um, and so I know I, I pick topics. I pick topics that people don't know which way it's going to go. I love it. <laughs> I, I do it on purpose. People get mad. I don't want to talk about that. Well, baby, let's talk about it. Because it's something that I feel like people have conversations about, but they don't want to publicize it. We don't want to publicize the fact that we have preachers that are anointed and weak. We don't want to publicize these things. We want the church to keep looking perfect. We want to keep putting on this personification. And we want to dress in these great clothes, but you're dying. And so we've tapped on all of that tonight. And these are things that people in the church and outside the church need to hear because the people outside the church need to realize that we know our imperfections and that there are people who are willing to deal with them and they're the same people that's willing to minister to you. Mm. So, um, unless anybody else has anything to say tonight. <laughs> right, you that up <laughs> um, I am going to close, uh, but I just want to tell everyone thank you. Uh, I'm going to tell James thank you. I want to tell... Milton, thank you. And I want to tell Mr. Walter, thank you for being a part of a new talk. I'm so mad nobody can see him because he is doing all these antics because he's so animated. (laughs) But I love God. I love him. And so every show that I have, I close out with prayer. I think James' phone has now died. But I wanted to close out with prayer. But I don't close out with, I don't do the prayer because I, you know, I am the one who constructed this, thank God, because of Jesus say <laughs> you've been the one that's been asked to close out in prayer because when I tell you that Walter is over here doing all this, I'm
3: all...
0: out. No 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, no.
3: But
2: I'm coming to tell no no Uh-uh, uh-uh. Now, you, you know what? I feel like, okay, you ready? Because the Lord told me you was about to act <laughs> the pray uh, Okay. I don't.
0: I'm glad
2: he see I'm glad and I'm glad we listened. Yeah, no, no, no. um, <laughs> Lord, we thank you and we bless you for both the space and the opportunity to come into your presence. God, we thank you for this hour, this time for us to share, to come together and to fellowship and to give words of encouragement, to give wisdom, to give understanding that will blurry clear. And so, God, we're asking that you would endow each person that has participated tonight with a new level of wisdom, a new level of insight, a new light of level of prophetic um oversight and overview and energy so that we can go into this world and make disciples of men. God we're asking you to endow us with strength and with and God, we're asking that you would look on us tonight, oh God, and to make the crooked places straight in our lives, to help us to practice integrity, to help us to be kingdom-minded, to have kingdom language, to be a part of this kingdom culture in which you created. We understand that there can be no kingdom until the church has perfected herself, and to the point where you can invade and come back and sweep through the city and receive us to your own. Lord, we're asking that all the things that are in us that you would take out, and in every place that we are weak, that you would put the power of prayer. We're asking you to endow us with a new level of prayer to take us eons in prayer, to drop us down into the sea of prayer so that we may become the image and the likeness of God, so that when men read us, that they can say, surely it was the Lord who have done it. It was the Lord who was on our side. And God, we bless and we thank you. Cover us with your blood as we go to our separate destinations on tomorrow. God, give walk to the wisdom and the insight as he articulates what thus said of the Lord in the jail system. We're asking that you would give Elaine the wisdom and the creativity to bring newness to the wisdom which she works. And we're asking, oh God, that you would look on the way as he sets himself up for those things that you have given to his hand. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.